0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to Your Money, Your Life podcast. We are in episode 209 of the podcast. Uh, I'm coming to you live and direct. Make sure before we get into the episode, you like, subscribe, five-star rate, review the podcast from wherever you're listening. We have a lot to discuss this week. There was actually quite a busy week in the markets um, for current events, for different news. So we are going to try to jump right into what is going on first and foremost. So again, busier week this week with a lot to cover. The first and foremost thing we're gonna look at, of course, is talking a little bit about the market and what we're seeing in the market currently. A little bit more volatility, a little bit more of, shall I say, not excitement, but actual moves being made in the market. Um, Yesterday, the market retreated. Um, There was a few reasons why we actually saw the Fed meetings update, where they said they're not changing rates for right now. And that they probably won't be changing mates, rates in March where the market was pretty much guessing would be the area where we would try to, we would potentially see rates. But from my standpoint, I said it would be more like in May or potentially even in the fall where we'll see weight rates actually move, um, actually move significantly or actually move for a rate cut from the Fed and a couple of reasons why, right? Like they're gonna keep looking at the inflation mandate, which inflation has been getting better, but they're gonna keep looking at that mandate. And they're also gonna look at unemployment, which unemployment as still pretty tight, still pretty low, but they wanna, if it goes up to 5%, that they will actually make a move uh, in my mind or my estimation at that point. So we're not, we're definitely done with the rate hikes, but we are not done um, with any, we're not starting any rate cuts at this moment. Um, so, so that's the big move on um the market. And we'll talk more about the markets and my expectations in the roundtable discussion because I think there was a lot more going on. New York Community Bank, a lot of the bank issues are coming back around New York Community Bank. Was down 11 there was other banks that were taking a plunge these regional banks uh the regional bank etf that tracks all kind of like all regional banks that has taken a plunge as well so the regional bank market is again seeing some issues and seeing some troubles um as a lot of debt re rates. so that's going to be um especially with earnings season they're going to have to report their numbers and the market's going to take a real long assessment on how viable a lot of these regional banks were uh are and were and so that's going to be a big, big thing going forward. So keep your eye on that. Let's jump into some of the news that is happening. A big news was Taylor Swift's songs. Taylor Swift, along with all other Universal Music Group artists, are being taken off of TikTok. So if you don't know, TikTok is obviously a big place where music is played. And a lot of artists are discovered because a lot of music is played there and they catch on through trends and dances on TikTok. Look at me explaining that like a millennial, not a general Zer. But Universal Music Group and TikTok were in negotiations to continue the licensing of that music. Um, And if you don't know Universal Music Group, one of the biggest labels in the world um, has artists like Taylor Swift, um, Drake. uh, And so it's reported that Drake signed over a $500 million deal with them not too long ago. Uh, So... Their artists are no, because of the negotiation breakdown, their artist music is no longer able to be played on TikTok anymore. And so, yeah, you saw that Drake, Taylor Swift, a lot of artist music has been removed from TikTok. TikTok was doing mm-hmm. negotiations. TikTok put out a pretty harsh statement. They were doing negotiations with all labels, and Universal Music Group was the only one. And you see here, U- U- UMG accused TikTok of bullying and intimidation in the contracts, but UMG alleged TikTok proposed paying its artists and songwriters at a rate that is a fraction of the rate that similarly situated major social platforms pay. TikTok came back with a with a, um, a statement saying pretty much that they got deals done with every other label. They only struggled to get a deal done with UMG um, and, and that UMG is putting its own greed above the interest of artists and songwriters. So, it's a, these are billion-dollar companies going at it over licensing, over big deals, over lots of money, over things that are, you know, un, almost unfathomable out of this world. They're going to continue to do this battle. Really surprising, though. I think that the ghost chasing gets done at some point. I mean, their, TikTok needs it. UMG needs it. Um, so they're going to get this done. It's just going to be a matter of who tips their hand first. Um, so we'll we'll keep our eyes on that. Um, and we just talked about it. We'll talk about it again more in the roundtable. But the Fed hinted in their immediate minutes yesterday, if you're listening to it on Thursday, that they're more than likely not going to have a rate cut this coming period. So, again, more than likely not going to have a rate cut this coming period. They're going to leave interest rates unchanged for the fourth straight meeting. And they hinted that they're, they're, they're in no rush. They, they've held the benchmark at 5.25% to 55 um, for a while here, um, the bank's preferred inflation gauge slowed to just under 3%. So they want to see it usually at 2 or under 2%. So now it's like roughly 29 if I'm not mistaken. Um, investors are now pricing in a 35% chance for a rate cut in March. Again, I don't think that happens. Uh, more likely May or later on, spring, early fall, but we'll discuss that more. And we also talked about the bank's. And the issues with regional banks are starting to come back again. Um, So we'll take a look at what's, what's really spurring this. Um, And that's because more than half a trillion dollars of commercial real estate debt is coming due by the end of 2025. So all this commercial real estate debt is going to be re-rated and it's going to put a lot of stress on these banks. Um, So, if you look at it, regional banks face the biggest risk because commercial real estate loans make up nearly 20%, 9% of all assets at small banks versus just 6.5% at bigger ones for Morgan Chase. Um, so, really, the debt's re rating. And if they're paying interest that's high to savers, but then the loans that they're paying um, that they've been, that they've had for a while in their books. That is coming due um, is now going to be a higher, much higher interest rate as well. They're they're in big trouble, so they're going to be underwater in a lot of these loans, and that's why a lot of people are looking closely at the banks' viability, especially the regional banks. So um, you're seeing different banks in the regional sector starting to show some signs of weakness, um, and that's going to be something to really, really watch going forward as we get to 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 end of 2025 and just before as some of those de- debt debt re rates. Remember the FTX scandal? Whatever happened to it? I actually don't know what his actual punishment was. I got to look that up. But they said they plan to repay customers and creditors, but it will not relaunch. So there there was talks from Sam Bankman-Free that he would try to start again or relaunch his company or that he still was viable, but they're going to try to repay their customers. um, And they said they have sufficient funds to pay all allowed customers and creditors claims in full. The reimbursement will be based on the price of crypto in November, 2022 when FTX collapsed, um, which is interesting because now crypto is a lot higher. So these people are pretty much getting halved or getting, getting screwed a little bit on that. Cause again, if I look at November, 2022's price chart versus what we're at now, um, if they do it now, it doesn't say the timing on when they would actually get the payments out. Uh, but that makes the most sense. Um, So We'll have to keep our eye on, on that, and if that actually comes through. And what happened to Sam Baker? Feet? Someone look that up. Whatever happened to him? Is he still? I know the the is the trial over. I actually don't know. I think he got. I think I did think he got convicted. If I remember correctly, um, I was found guilty. I just don't remember the penalty that was assessed. So Peloton news. This is one that again i faded for a while. Just just looking at this company and the the growth that's non-existent now. They're now turning a profit, but they said the outlook for 2024 is not great, and the shares have plunged. So they're still months away from growing sales or turning a profit. They actually posted um, weaker sales uh, in the most recent in the most recent quarter that they reported, um, and they actually had uh, they they beat on their estimates, but again, it's not showing a lot of strong growth. Um, and they had bigger losses than expected in its current quarter. The shares plummeted 20%. So again, revenue at 743.6 million. Um, and reported a net loss of three-month period that ended December 1st, 31st of 194 million. So again, not, they actually haven't turned a profit yet, but they said they're getting close um to turning a profit. Um, and how they're turning a profit is simple. They have to cut costs. They're, I'm assuming they're one of the very many companies that are cutting roles um and looking for ways to cut costs because again their outlook is tempered by uncertainty surrounding the ability to efficiently grow paid subscribers and the performance of other initiatives as well as uncertainty uncertain macroeconomic outlook so they're pretty much saying they don't know if they can get paid subscribers on their platform. The bikes probably are not selling because no one's buying bikes at this moment. I'm assuming but the paid subscribers was a way for them to still have people subscribed and do workouts on their phone maybe, or other avenues. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're saying they don't know if they can grow that. They're marketing, doing for things, but it's a different environment now than it was a couple of years ago where people are being a lot more budget conscious. Um, And that's pretty much what they're saying. Um, And they have other initiatives like the bikes, um, I'm assuming, which we got our bike fixed. I don't know if we told you guys that. It's finally fixed. Um, I actually love the bike. That's the issue. But the company itself, not as much. Not as much. Tinder. Tinder has an update. Tinder is a subsidiary under Match Group, which has a lot of dating apps. And they're going after Gen Z. Um, So Match Group hopes you'll buy a Hinge Rose to speed up the process. Um, Match, of course, the parent company of Tinder, Hinge, OkCupid, and others. Um, It owns a trademark for Swipe Right. I didn't know that. Um, then also $1 billion share buyback, um, they're growing. Actually, this is a company that's actually growing. And I think more interactions, more, whether it's romantic friendship, any of these things are going to be happening online more than anywhere else. They go streaming and all these different streaming conglomerates, streaming content creators like Kai Kaisenet academics, they're growing and they're using, they're pretty much just, people are just like communicating online. These young generation are communicating online before anything else um and they trust it more than we did back in the day right they're just communicating online um, uh, with in all facets that they're doing it so they're leading into this getting to gen z's uh, which makes all the sense to me um they're trying to get riz first app redesign what <laughs> i know what riz is let me know folks i've heard of it but i have no clue what that means so really really leaning into that uh is is match group I don't know if you guys saw, but FanDuel. FanDuel is actually now a public company. So DraftKings was a public company. It's been for a while, at least in the last few years. Now FanDuel, which is a subsidiary under Flutter. Uh, Flutter Entertainment is the owner. Um, And they're obviously one of the bigger sports betting companies, which is FanDuel. Um, It's a Dublin-based business. And it owns other brands like Betfair, Paddy Power, PokerStars, and Sportsbet. Interesting. Uh, they were d- listed on the London exchange in 2019, but now they want some of that American capital. So they're listed now on the U S exchange. Um, and so they're, they're really just rivaling with, uh, DraftKings for the leading, uh, share of who's going to be the best at, um, really just in, going forward, just this whole gambling betting market, sports betting market, FanDuel, DraftKings control 70% of the online share. Um, MGM and Caesar are trying to catch up. And this is an area that I'm really bullish on. Um, I've obviously invested in the public markets, even in the private markets. I have a venture investment in a betting company. Shout out to CutBet. Make sure you check it out if you haven't. CutBet um, is actually an area where you can bet with friends, right? It's peer to peer betting peer-to-peer based betting you can bet with friends you have lines you have um spreads you have different things but you're betting with friends which adds another fun and twisted element to it that I think is really really interesting so um private company that we're invested in uh, and that we like it's an area that we like in general um so that's big news in the markets again we're really watching um the feds play here and we saw what the, happened yesterday, which was a big, a little bit of a pullback, but today we're, we're showing a recovery. We'll see if that lands into the day and might, I think it's going to flutter away. And as I'm looking now, it's starting to come down a little bit, but we'll see usually around lunchtime. You see the market kind of retrace the traders go to lunch. um, And then they come back and uh, potentially trade again. So let's take a look a little bit at what I think um, is, is really just, um, our roundtable discussing more of what's going on in the market. So really, um, I want to just take this roundtable time to discuss more with what's the market and what I'm seeing. Um, first and foremost, we know there's no guarantees in the market. And that's why we invest. We're seeing a lot of people get you know, smart with it and all of our clients see that, okay, I should be actually saving. Some, Some are having Ability to save. Some are saying, "Oh, you know, diff- different things, budget change. That's okay." But the long term, you do these things consistently. It's always going to benefit you. So recent in- inflation numbers didn't show any acceleration. So by April, May, we could be sub three percent on the other inflation gauge, right? We see the the uh, preferred inflation gauge PCE um, mm-hmm. from the Fed is showing below three percent on the CPI. I think by April, May will be below three percent. Fed's not going to lower rates right now until we get to two percent, or we have unemployment go up to five percent plus. So right now, patience is the most important thing as we talk about in a roundtable investing, because we're looking at the S and P five hundred that's actually at all time highs in comparison to um, other areas of growth in the market that are actually way below their highs, like crypto, Bitcoin and Ether, tens of you know in double digits below their highs and percentage wise, double digits below their highs. So. An investor, as we're looking at it, you know, S&P is, is a place where we want to be patient at least for a bit because um, there's no guarantees in the market. But what history tells us is that during a year time frame, there'll be at least a typically one time where there's a retrace or a high to single dig- digits percentage wise retrace in the market. Um, and that's usually a good time to buy. Because even if t- this year is a good year, which I believe it will be, not an outstanding year, but a decent year in the market, a decent year of returns you you if you want to take a risk reward um play it's usually when that time happens where there's a little bit of retracement which could be now um just based on earnings based on the fed's commentary um those are some of the catalysts that will will be you know if there is going to be a retracement those would be the two catalysts that i see in my mind for that right now so being patient, continuing to save, um, continue to budget, continue to do your rollovers, continue to do the things that you've been doing. is probably gonna be the best option for 2024 um, if you want to have the best outcome to reach your goals. So we've seen a lot of people stay tapped into us. They're getting rollovers done. They're saving. They're being smart. they um, are staying connected. They're they're inviting other people to our community. And that's what it's all about. So ladies and gentlemen, that's what we, we wanna see, continue going to 2024 to reach all of our goals do have a fun announcement. I'll probably tease it here. A new thing that we're doing for those that stay to the end of the podcast is our sports agency. We're doing a sports agency representing high professional athletes uh, when it comes to their contracts, when it comes to their branding, their their investments, their business ventures. So New Street Sports is going to be coming soon. So we'll keep an eye out for that and keep an eye out for what we do this every week. Make sure you share it with your family and friends. We'll talk to you next week.